0: Greetings and salutations, welcome back to the intersection of science history and the unexplained. I am your host Aaron, purveyor of the wild and wonderful. Let's see if we can figure out what in the Sam Hill is going on out there. Shout out to my brother for this episode idea. Before we get started, to my husband and anyone else with a strong dislike of rodents, This episode is basically just going to be nightmare fuel, so please turn it off and go do really anything else with your day. That's right, ladies and gents, we are discussing rat kings, which are supposedly groups of rats that get knotted up at the tail. We are going to be investigating whether these are roaming the sewers of a town near you, or if they're more jackalope than jackrabbit. There's also a rare version called the Rat King Cole that sings, Unforgettable. No, obviously I'm kidding. I just had to make a Nat King Cole reference once and get it out of my system. So the story of the Rat King is a bit like the chicken and the egg between the Rat King as a physical phenomenon and the Rat King as a cultural commentary. The earliest use of the German phrase Rattenkönig, from which the English Rat King is literally translated, is Martin Luther in 1524, where he described the College of Cardinals as a rabble of rats, monasteries as rats' nests, and finally the Pope as the king of the rats. It wasn't just Catholics who received his ire either. He likewise described the Munster Rebellion of Anabaptists as a rat's kingdom. The more i learn about martin luther the more i think he must have been a deeply miserable person definitely a karen or as brian McClanahan calls them yankees in the 1550s we see conrad gesner describing the rat king as follows some would have it that the rat waxes mightily in its old age and is fed by its young this is what is called the rat king which is hilarious considering rats live around two years old I'm imagining my toddler being fed her lunch by the younger babies at school, and it's just killing me. But there was a popular mythos in the 16th century that a rat king sat upon a throne of his subjects' tails and perhaps got his tail entangled with those of the throne rats, proving that he was essentially no better than them, which makes it a perfect mythos for social commentary. 19th century scholarship suggests that this mythos originated in Oriental sources. I'm assuming that means China by way of the Silk Road, which is very interesting because many presume that the physical phenomenon predated Luther's usage but was just not well documented enough to have survived. However, if the figurative usage originates in China, it must predate the physical phenomenon as the black rat. Rattus rattus, which is the only rat species really capable of forming a proper rat king, was not yet in China. The black rat had spread throughout Europe in the years of the Roman Empire, but it was not until the colonial era that it spread worldwide as the ship rat. In 1564, we see the first graphical depiction of a rat king In Emblemata, which is the work of Hungarian historian Johannes Sambucus, there is a drawing with an accompanying poem that depicts a rat king which is supposedly found by a servant. My attempts at independently translating the medieval Latin did not make this seem like a description of an actual find. Then again, I'm not great at medieval Latin by any stretch of the imagination. This depiction also does not explicitly name it as a rat king, and the drawing is highly stylized. The rats are only connected by the very tips of their tails, which realistically would not be enough to actually keep the rats attached to one another. In 1612, we have the next oldest report of a rat king in a letter between professors. This rat king was supposedly found in Danzig, Germany, but Martin Hart, a Dutch writer who has done the most extensive scholarship on this subject, reports this find as not credible. According to Hart, the first credible rat king find would be in 1683 in Strasbourg, Germany. This specimen of six rats was pretty well documented at the time. These were found in a man's cellar and then publicly displayed before eventually being disposed of. In 1690, we have a find where 14 rats are found entangled under the floorboards of a wealthy person in Kiel, Germany, and so on and so forth. Over the last five centuries or so, we have around 60 total Rat King specimens. Primarily, these are in Central and Eastern Europe, with over half coming from Germany. But we do have one in New Zealand and one in Java, Indonesia. Around a third of the 60 have been described by heart as not credible. All but one were black rats, Ratus, Ratus. The one oddball was in Java, where it was the rice field rat, which some consider its own species, Ratus arduventer, or Ratus brevicaudatus, and some consider it a subspecies of the black rat, Ratus, Ratus, brevicaudatus. And while the Latin name indicates a short tail, breva meaning short, and caudatus meaning tail, that shortness is only relative to the black rat proper. In Europe, where most of the rat kings have been found, the brown rat, Rattus norvegicus, and other lesser-known rat species don't have a tail that is as long and flexible as the black rat, so it is believed that they are simply incapable of forming a rat king. Despite the physical specimens, it's not until 1741 that we have the first record of rattenkonig being used to describe the physical phenomenon and not until 1757 where we see the first such entry into a dictionary. In the late 1700s, as we move into the era of the American and French revolutions, we see a shift in the figurative use of Rattenkönig. Colloquially, a Rattenkönig becomes a series of confusing and unfortunate events. Rattenschwanz, or Rat's Tail, is used similarly. Then beginning in 1899, we have Rattenkönig being used to describe the chief warden in a military prison. We also see a shift in the beliefs as to how a rat king may form. No longer about the king sitting on the throne of the rat tails, in the 19th century, the popular belief was that a rat king developed when a mother rat tossed and moved and jostled her litter around in the den until the litter could no longer be untangled. At that point, the other rats in the extended rat family would feed the rats of the rat king as a form of charity or deference. Those scientists, without knowing all of the history I have laid out already, believe that the term rat king was derived from the king-like treatment that the rats of the rat king received from their fellow rodent kin. I think it's interesting how this speculation of cooperative animal behavior coincides nicely with the shift in politics, away from the monarchic and dynastic reigns of the 16th century to the push for socialism among elite intellectuals in the late 19th century. More recently, there are new theories on how rat kings form. One theory put forward by Martin Hart in his book, Rats, was that the entrances to a burrow become blocked and a group of rats becomes trapped in a much smaller space than is typical. As a result, the tails become entwined as they attempt to escape. Another theory is that the tails become attached by a sticky or frozen substance, be that poop, sebum, blood, some combination of those bodily fluids, or even frozen sand or dirt. Then, as the rats move around, further entangling their tails, a knot forms. Today, The Rat King isn't really even studied by biologists. It isn't the subject of peer-reviewed studies or discussed at conferences. Instead, it is treated like legend and relegated to the role of modern-day freak shows, putting tuckuses in seats for museums with specimens. As I mentioned, a writer is the most well-versed scholar on this subject. And while I appreciate everything that Graham Hancock has done for the topic of alternative Egyptian history, I can't imagine where we would be if we didn't have any scientists or academics like Robert Schock who are willing to take on these subjects. The topic of rat kings, while not nearly so mountainous, will always suffer if it is not studied. In all seriousness, we actually have rat king specimens that have been preserved, and yet we have more scientific analysis of Bigfoot. Not only that, I found that very little of the relevant resources have been translated to English and I don't speak German or French or medieval Latin. So unfortunately that does limit my ability to make conclusions on this topic. It seems that nearly everyone who has commented on the subject is pulling most of their material from heart. There is one extant specimen that has been x-rayed, but I am having to rely on the paraphrasing of others to know what that analysis says because Like so much source material, it is in German, but we endeavor to persevere nonetheless. As for the modern theories of how a rat king forms, I definitely don't agree with the 19th century notion that this is caused by a mother rearranging her young. As I said, rat kings really only occur in black rats. Kings do appear to occur in some other rodent species like squirrels, which makes a bit more sense to me, to be honest, given that they have long and bushy tails. I could certainly see a sticky substance like tree sap being a culprit in a bushy-tailed arboreal creature. But back to our rats. The black rat litter only has seven to 10 young, so this could not explain the rat kings that have been found that are made of over 10 individual rats. The largest rat king found was 32 individual rats, so that's just preposterous that it would be the product of a mother and her young. Furthermore, black rats live in a polygynous family structure with a family unit typically consisted of a dominant breeding male, several breeding females, a few subordinate often non-breeding males and the young of which there can be up to five litters per year. In this family structure, the males don't even take care of their own offspring. So I certainly can't see them feeding and maintaining a group of adult rats that have become a burden on the group. I also find that I doubt the sticky substance theory. If the tails froze together or got stuck together by some means, I would expect to see some evidence of frostbite or other skin damage. That's just not the case. In the one specimen X-rayed, it appears that there are fractures to the tails and some of the tail bones, with the bones showing some evidence of regrowth. That suggests that the rats were stuck together for some time before being found. If that was the case, why don't we see more skin damage or necrotic tissue? Along those lines, rats will actually chew off their tails in other instances of becoming stuck, such as in a trap. But we don't see any evidence of even one of the trap rats in any of the Rat Kings attempting to chew their tail off to free themselves. Some, but not all specimens have shown bite marks on the body, but not on the tails so we cannot be sure if this is evidence of them attempting to free themselves or them being attacked by other animals. An interesting tidbit is that most rat kings are found alive without evidence of emaciation and not within the burrow with other rats. This indicates that they could not have been entangled very long because surely they would not be able to successfully move around and feed, but also we know that they most likely were not being sustained by other rats. Another aspect of the story that is intriguing to me is that most of the stories indicate the rat king was found below ground, under floorboards, in cellars, under hay bales, etc. Only the rat king in New Zealand appears to have come from a high place. That one fell from the rafters. But these are black rats. Another name for which is the roof rat. While they can form burrows underground if need be, they are more likely to seek out shelter in a roof, tree, or other high place. If rat kings are a strictly natural occurrence, why are they typically found in areas that are not the preferred habitat of the rats entangled? Finally, not only are rat kings typically found in Germany, which is curious enough on its own, but they are most often found in rural areas, not cities. And they are usually displayed, at least for some time, in the town square like a tourist attraction. Some finders of rat kings even profited off their finds in an era when people were routinely creating taxidermy hoaxes by attaching bird wings to lizards to create dragons and similar circumstances. I have come to the tenuous conclusion that while anything is possible, I think most of the cases of rat kings are in fact hoaxes. The reports don't appear to be consistent with black rat behavior as we know it, and the fractures in the tails could have been caused by a human forcibly creating the knot. The fact that the kings were mostly found alive suggests to me that they could not have been stuck that long, else I would have expected shock or starvation to take its toll. It would not surprise me to know that the animals were being maintained by humans for the purposes of showing them off. Perhaps they were even being mollified with catnip or ratnip or something like that to keep them from chewing their tail off in the process. And in addition to all of the physical evidence, I come back to the problem that we have older historical evidence for a rat king and a throne of knotted rat tails as a cultural commentary than we do of a rat king specimen. How often have we seen in history where a legend like an Aesop's Fable type thing is found later to be a biological reality? That seems like one-in-a-trillion odds. My conclusion is a similar one to the biologists who have ventured to comment on this phenomenon. Their take is essentially that anything can happen once or twice, but the idea that this is a regularly naturally occurring phenomenon seems to be more myth than reality. That's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Take a gander at the show notes to find links to resources used in the making of this episode, as well as all of the places you can find me, In my research, I did find a recipe for a rat king cake that uses a rat candy mold to make the mini cakes and twisted candy canes to mimic the knotted tails. Given that we are entering spooky season, I went ahead and put the recipe in the show notes for all of you creative and talented bakers out there. Don't forget you can go to beacons.ai slash whatsamhill to get a free sticker and show your support for the show. Until next time, may you never stop asking, what in the Sam Hill?